Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the book of John. That'll be the, the first place we go in Scripture. Uh, before we get started, a couple things. Uh, I want to thank everyone for the opportunity to stand before you and to preach the Gospel and join in with my brother from this morning and just thanking the congregation. It's the first time I've actually gotten to stand in front of everybody. And to thank you for the welcoming of me and my family the past couple months. Uh, the love and the acceptance and the fellowship and the uplifting is, is unbelievable. And I actually have to stop and remember that we haven't been here our whole lives. It's only been a couple months. But I, I do want to thank you for that. The other thing, uh, it's funny, me and Derek this morning was up here talking about electronics and uh, the fact that it's ruining our kids. I put all my notes and stuff on my tablet and thought it was charging, and it wasn't. So it's going to die here shortly, and I'm afraid the lesson's going to get a lot shorter when that happens. <laughs> so uh, I'm guilty of the, the electronics too. But uh, if you've seen the sign, tonight we're going to be talking about superheroes. Quick show of hands, how many people in here are into comic books? People up front, a lot of people behind you raise their hand. <laughs> Not really. There's like three people. So that's uh, two things are going to happen in the next little bit. Either you're going to really come to love comic books or you're about to be really bored out of your mind for a little bit. So either one, it's, it's going to be fun. But uh, some things you probably don't realize about me in the short time that we've been here. I'm, I'm 33. I collect Hot Wheels, I play video games, I collect comic books. I mean, it's uh, I have to put my name on my Christmas list so Alicia don't get mine and Jackson's mixed up. And we actually went to uh, the Walmart here in Somerset Friday, and I bought a couple Hot Wheels and went to check out. And the girl behind the counter, she grabbed the Hot Wheels and she picked them up, and she was like, those are some cool Hot Wheels. And I said, thank you. <laughs> she, uh, she thought they were Jackson's, and the conversation went really downhill after that, but <laughs> they were mine. And uh, But that's, uh, I've preached a pretty good bit over the last few years before we came up here, and I've always tried to bring stuff that I relate to and try to preach, and I think that's Jesus, when he used parables, was what he was doing. He was taking things that people could relate to. So I've always, in some of my lessons, tried to use sports and comic books and you know sayings from famous people and stuff like that to, to preach the gospel. I think that uh, it helps me to, to better understand, and maybe it'll help you. The, uh, we're going to start off with a story tonight, uh, probably a story that many of you know about a little baby that was sent down from the heavens and walked the earth as a man and done a lot of great deeds, saved a lot of people. Uh, as he grew up in age, he grew up in power. And comes a time that he has to face this villain one-on-one and he wins, but in the act of defeating the villain, he loses his life. A couple of days later, he rises to walk as a, a normal man once again. Everyone here is thinking, I just said the story of Christ. But actually, that story has come out in 1938 as Superman in Action Comics. 
June 1st, 1938, the first story of Superman come out, and that was the story to it. Uh, two guys made this story up, uh, and it's intertwined with the story of Christ all through it. Uh, Superman's father's name's Jor-El. Uh, Superman's name's Kal-El. El comes from the Hebrew word from God. So all of this is tied together. I think, uh, I mean, we, we all do superheroes. We go watch movies, our kids, we buy shirts. It, it's something that we can all relate to. We're going to study for the next few minutes of, of what makes a superhero. And then in the process, look at the story of Jesus. And I think in the end, we're going to find out that Jesus Christ is the real superhero. That the things that we see in his life, are not made up, they're not put in a story by people, but they're real, they're true, and they affect you and me. So for the next few minutes, we're going to look at how Jesus Christ is the real superhero. The first thing that every hero needs is a mission. You know, Batman, his mission was to revenge the death of his parents. Uh, Spider-Man's mission was to revenge the death of his uncle and to save. And, you know, you go through every superhero there is, their mission is to save mankind. It's no different in the mission of Christ. Uh, John chapter 3, verses 16. We know that uh, familiar saying, For God so loved the world that He sent His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Verse 17, he goes on to say that God did not send His Son into the world to condemn it, but to save the world through Him. A few more verses, uh, Mark chapter 10, verses 45, says He came to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. Luke chapter 19 and verse 10, He came to seek and save that which is lost. First Peter, First Timothy 1, chapter 15, says that He came into the world to save sinners. That was Jesus' entire mission. I think that the slide here is the one that puts His mission the best. Isaiah tells us, Isaiah 59, that our sins have separated us from God. That there was a big gulf between us and God that we didn't deserve to be there. There was no way for us to be there. There was no way for us to reach there. Christ came to, to bridge that gap, to give us a way to, to heaven. That was His mission. Every superhero needs a mission. Christ had one, to come and save the world from sin. Every superhero needs a alter ego. We know what this is. Uh, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Bruce Wayne is Batman. I think the one we probably know the most is... Clark Kent is Superman. I've always wondered how the dude could take his glasses off and gel his hair back and nobody ever realized it was him. It just, it blew my mind. His, his changing wasn't very, very good. He just threw his glasses off, went in the phone booth, come out with gelled hair and he was Superman and nobody ever put the two together. But we see that transformation through all the movies and the comics of him running into the phone booth or whatever, taking off and shedding a suit and tie and coming out a, a, a superhero. Christ, he has an alter ego. 
But his is totally different. Superman went from a normal man to transforming into some super being. God's was opposite because he went from a super being and transformed himself into a normal man. Uh, we see that in verses from uh, Genesis chapter 1 and 26. The uh, He was there from the beginning when he said, Let us make man in our image. Christ was in that scene. He, he was there with God during the creation. Uh, John chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him not anything that was made was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was not a man, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men might believe Him, through Him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which light, lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, in verse 10, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came into his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, he gave, he gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory and the glory of His only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Christ there, in the creation scene, decides that it fit Him to, to come to the earth and put on the, uh, to be a, a mortal man. John 14 and 9 says that in a conversation with Philip, that he who has seen me has seen the Father. Once again, there's that alter ego. You see God, you see the Son. When you look at the Son, you see God. But His transformation, once again, was not from man to God, but from God to, to normal man. I think uh, Philippians 2, beginning in verse 6. Philippians 2 and 6 says, Who, being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made Himself of no reputation, and took upon Him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even to the death of the cross. Wherefore God has also highly exalted him and given him a name that's, that which is above every name. <clears throat> Think of what Christ gave up here. To come to the earth, to be a mortal man, to suffer ridicule, to be made fun of, to be spit on, to be betrayed. To spend his whole life in service to other people to be treated the way he was treated. I mean, we could stop the lesson at this point and talk just a few minutes about this point and it'd be a powerful lesson. That the Son of God, who was there in creation, thought it worthy enough to come to the earth and suffer ridicule and to serve, I mean... It would have been easy for him to come to this earth to, to stand on a throne and let people worship him and to serve him. That would have been, you know, God on earth. But he came to serve other people. And I think we could actually take every one of these points we do and apply them to our lives and realize that, you know, we can be superheroes too, but that's maybe the next time I preach we'll, we'll do that. But, you know, think about what Christ gave up at this point to come to the earth and to not live a life of fame and honor and 
you know, riches and blessings and to walk around and have people honor him and, you know, that ain't how it happened. He walked on the earth and was wanted by mobs trying to kill him. His friends, as we talked about this morning with Judas and Peter in class, betrayed him. He was spit on. He was hit. He was mocked. Let that sink in as we as we go on. So he needed a mission. He had it. Save the world from sin. He needed an alter ego. Christ has that. Next thing that every superhero needs is a villain. You go through every superhero, every comic book, you got the good guy, you got to have a bad guy. It's just the way it works. Batman fought the Joker, uh, Superman fought Lex Luthor and Doomsday. And I mean, I can tell besides the couple of kids that a lot of y'all ain't got a clue what I'm talking about. But just trust me, every superhero has a bad guy. Okay, Christ is no different. That villain is is Satan. You can see that coming. That uh, it's a unique battle. We'll get into that in just a second. But once again, we see this uh, this battle from the beginning in Genesis chapter three and verse fifteen, when the you know the serpent has come and tempted Eve, and she's partaken of the fruit, and all this is going down in the Garden of Eden, and. God tells the serpent that there's going to be someone come that's going to bruise your head. You're going to bruise his heel. That was the start of this battle. That was the start of Christ's villain. And, you know, that's why he came, as we've already established. His mission was to, to de- defeat sin and to save the world from, from temptation and trial and death from, from sin. Uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Uh, when Satan tempts Jesus, you see this battle of hero and villain head on. They're face to face here. Uh, the devil hits him with three different uh, temptations. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And you can see, you know, he throws a punch and Christ counters it and throws back another punch. And they, they battle here and ultimately Christ wins. He doesn't give in to, to the temptation. First uh, John chapter 3. In verse 8, 1 John 3 and verse 8, it says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. So that verse there puts uh, a personal spin on this. You know, this is not just Jesus versus Satan. This is now us versus Satan. Uh, this is a battle that we fight every day. First Peter chapter five and verse eight talks about the devil walking the earth, you know, seeking whom he may devour. That's that's what Satan does. We talked about it in class this morning that you know we don't give him enough credit that he is he's good at what he does of, of hitting us when we're weak, of finding our weakness and attacking it and. You know, this battle is not just Christ and, and Satan, but we're, we're part of this. Every single day is spiritual warfare. And, you know, if it wouldn't have been for, for Christ and what He's done, there's no way we could win this battle. We, uh, Romans tells us that we're, we've all sinned, we all fall short, we're all going to mess up. Romans also tells us that the wages of those sin is death, that's what we deserve. But, through God, through His plan of salvation, through His love for us and His Son, 
we have a hope to, to win this battle. So Christ needed a mission. He has it. He needed an alter ego. He has one. He needs a villain. And we have one. Next thing that the superhero needs. Trying to get my tablet to. Is the superpower. You know, once again, every superhero has cool powers. Uh, <coughs> Spider Man can shoot wings out of webs out of his hands. Uh, Superman has all kinds of powers. If you've watched the movie, Batman's rich. That's his power. He has cool gadgets and weapons. But every superhero has power. When you study the, the life of Christ, you're going to find that he has. Powers galore. As he walked on the earth as that mortal man in Matthew chapter 4, 23 through 24, it tells us that he was healing all manner of sickness and disease. Uh, we see that he, you know, lame people come up to him and had never walked and Christ tells them to walk. We see blind people that have never seen come forth and, and, you know, we read stories where Jesus touched their eyes and they could see, uh, you know, just all kinds of Sickness and disease. Uh, raise the dead. You know, I, I've read a lot of comic books, and I've never read one where the superhero raised anybody from the dead. It just, I've never seen it. But Christ done it. He raised Lazarus. Uh, fed multitudes. Uh, the picture there on the bottom, he, he fed thousands with two fish and five loaves of bread. I don't I mean, that's a... That's the power. I don't know if you know this, but I could eat two fish and five loaves of bread right now. I mean, that simple. If, if two fish and five loaves of bread were on here, I mean, I, I could eat it. I could go to Sonny's and eat a whole hog. That's what I eat on Sunday nights, just about. So Christ fed thousands with a simple plate of food. That's power. That's not made up power. That actually happened. I think that's where we we kind of mess our thinking up as we think this is not real. That it's just some story. But that's that truly happened. There was a man that was a god that was sent to the earth and had powers to raise the dead, to to feed multitudes with a single plate, to to walk on water. I mean, think of that as Peter and the Apostles were on that ship and they looked out and Jesus is walking across the water. Have you ever tried to walk on water? It don't work. I tried it one time. There was a creek behind our old house in Alabama when I was really young. I don't know if Brandon was there or my sister. And I just got some cool shoes for Christmas and it was freezing and I think it was actually snowing. And the creek was just wide enough for like two steps. So I told my I know my sister was there, and I told her, I'm going to take off running really fast, and I'm going to stay up and try to just walk across the creek. You know what happened? I went head underwater. I didn't realize that the creek at that point was really deep. And when I stepped in, I went totally underwater. And the bad part is we went and changed clothes, and I tried it again. And <laughs> went right back into the water. You can't, You can't do it. But Jesus, he walked on water. Peter actually tried it. Same story. But his faith wasn't strong enough and he started to sing. So we, we see that 
Christ had superpower. John chapter 21, verse 25 tells us that if everything that Christ had done was recorded in books, that the world couldn't contain them. So you think about the stories we read in the, the gospel here of, of the, the healings and the miracles and the, the things that he done, and then the, this writer says at the end, this ain't even a portion of it. The stuff that Christ done when he was here would, would fill the world up with books. That's power. The next thing that uh, every hero has to have is a symbol. The uh, Superman symbol, uh, there's you know plenty of symbols there. Hulk, Captain America, Spider-Man, Wonder Woman, Robin, Batman. You know, I can see the kids looking at this and they recognize probably the majority of those little symbols. I think the most probably famous one is the bat signal. You know, the people in Gotham City, if you don't know the story, when they're in trouble or when they're being attacked by one of Joker or Mr. Freeze or one of them, you know, what they would do, they'd throw the bat signal up and, you know, people would look up and see it and they would have hope that Batman was about to swing through and save the day. And they felt safe and felt protected. Christ is no different. I think He has a symbol. I believe it's our symbol. I think it would look something like that if we could give Christ a Christ symbol or a Christ signal. That's what it would be. The cross. Uh, you go to First uh, Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter one and verse eighteen. That was my tablet dying. Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1 and verse 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to them which are saved is the power of God. So to us as Christians, that symbol means the world. To those that are not Christians, it says it's foolishness. You don't really get what it means. But to us as Christians, it's a symbol of hope, assurance, love. It's a symbol of victory. You know, and I think of the situation in, in Gotham City and to uh, kind of jealous of it. Can you imagine living in a world today that you go out and you're tempted and you're facing trouble or trial and sickness or whatever it is and you're down and you think, man, I just don't know what I'm going to do. And you look up and you see that cross as a big bright signal and you realize everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. That's That would be awesome, just to have that broadcasted in daylight that no matter what we face, we could just look up, see that cross, and realize everything's fine. You know why? Because my symbol up there says we're going to be victorious because we can overcome anything. Superheroes have to have symbols. Christ has one. <clears throat> Finally... Every superhero has to have the famous battle scene. In uh, 1992, we see the, the death of Superman come out as a comic book. 
and it was a still one of the highest selling comic books ever. Uh, Superman comes down, he fights a guy by the name of Doomsday, and they battle and tear the whole city apart, and finally Superman comes in with one final punch to, to kill Doomsday, and he, he lays the blow, Doomsday dies, but in the process, Superman, he dies himself. Everybody thinks it's over, which, spoiler, eventually Superman does arise, because it is kind of parallel to Jesus, I mean, that's... So you kind of seen that coming. But that was the final scene of, of that comic book. Superman there, the city destroyed. Superman's covered in blood. The Gospels record that famous battle scene of Christ for us. Matthew chapters 25, 26 there. The end of every Gospel, we're going to see this famous battle scene. Uh, it's a scene where sin and Satan were were conquered. Superman, the, the city was destroyed there. The, you know Everything's messed up. If you read the account there in Matthew 26, you see that uh, when Christ died, that darkness fell on the earth, that the temple, the veil of the temple was torn in two, that the earth quaked, that the rocks split apart, the graves opened and the dead arose and walked. I mean, that's kind of the same, just chaotic scene. And I think that, uh, you know, if it was a comic book, that that final scene would probably look like that. That would be how that comic book ended. And if you look at that picture, this is where the lesson is going to go from really the, the fun part to the part that slaps in my face. But as I click through these pictures, I can see these kids, when they've seen the Superman and the, all that, their eyes light up and they relate to it. They know it. They've been taught it. They've been told stories about it. They've watched movies about it. But when I flip that picture up, we don't sometimes get the same reaction. Why is that? Because me as a parent have spent more time telling stories about Superman and Batman than I have Jesus. And that's the part that slaps me in the face. That that we teach our children that this is far more important than than that. That that's just a book made up by two guys from Indiana or Ohio back in 1938. They made that up. This is true. It's real. This man was a god, came to the earth, suffered ridicule, was beaten, was made fun of, and he done it for you and for me. He didn't do it for himself. He didn't deserve to go to that cross for the things he had done. But he done it for you and I. That uh, that's eye opening. You know, I have to ask myself, what have I spent my time? And there's nothing wrong with with comic books. I mean, I I love them. I enjoy reading them. You know, does my kids understand that picture more than they do the, the story of Superman and Batman and all that? So we started out with with a story about a little boy that was sent from above to walk the earth as a man to, to save the world, fight this ultimate battle with a villain named, you know, Doomsday. 
Ultimately, he wins, saves the planet. He dies, but he arises. You know, that that's that man. That's God. That's Christ. That's our Savior. And, you know, I think we've put enough proof here to see that, you know, Jesus Christ is the real superhero. And this is my favorite slide of, of all of them. Jesus sitting in the middle of a bunch of superheroes telling them the truth about how he saved the world. That's that's perfect. My tablet just died. But that's that's what it all boils down to. And then it has to ask our question to ourselves is, is do we believe that? Do we believe that story that that is truth? That God did send his son, that he suffered all those things, that he went to that cross and he done it for you and for me. And I'm pretty sure that 100% of the people in here is going to say, I believe it. But do you believe it enough to do something about it? He tells us if to inherit heaven, to, to go to heaven, to, to come to him, believe, confess, repent, be baptized, and to serve him in obedience. Do you believe that story enough to, to obey it and to do what he tells us to do? If you're here and you never obeyed the gospel, you have a chance to do that this very evening, to come forth and to confess, repent, be baptized, and leave here a child of God. If you're here and you've been a child of God, but you've erred from the truth, you have a chance this evening to, to make any corrections that need to be made. Just think on these things that this is no comic book, that this is no made-up story, and that story is not finished yet. There's going to be a day where we all face judgment. And it could very easily be our doomsday. Where we haven't served God and He looks at us and says, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. And that, to me, would be the saddest story ever. You have a chance to to do the things that God would have you to do this very evening. If you're subject in any way, please come as we stand and as we sing.